Now. Three, two, one, go! This is episode 49 of the Cooldown Time Podcast. I'm your graphically impressive host of the show, Marco, and joining me, built in Unreal Engine 5 himself, my co-op co-host of the show, Pablo, is here to help me talk about gaming's best and bootiest once more. Pablo, what's going on with you, man? Well, this Unreal Engine is broken because I got some uh, wrinkles and shit. <laughs> like, come on, man. Make it They're coming smooth. through clear. They're coming through I, clear and crisp. No, I need to be an ambiguous 36-year-old. Like, he could be 20 or 50. <laughs> we don't know. That's what I want. That's gold. You need that, you need that, that Final Fantasy engine, then, if you want that kind of look. Need that. <laughs> it's like, Barrett is an old man, and that man looks crazy good. Like with He the is the oldest 25-year-old I've ever seen in my life, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. This is um, well, I am not much better, man. I, I, I feel like I'm built in cry engine, which means I'm overrated <laughs> looking. I look good in some areas. I still hold up to this day, but barely. But barely, I'm that, yeah. I'm, I'm that guy. I'm, I'm the crisis of, uh, of, of podcasts in, in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> in this episode, uh, we will be covering the top 10 female characters in gaming history. We have a list of 40 that we're going to be trimming down to 10 in this week's episode. So you're going to want to stay tuned for those deliberations and see who makes the cut. We also have three shocking comebacks in the world of video games that we're going to talk about in our Hit Points segment and much, much more. So if you like what you hear, give our podcast a sub. It makes Pablo feel good. It makes me feel okay. We drop new episodes weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular streaming apps you can also follow us on ig at cooldown time podcast or twitter at cooldown time pod to stay connected with your boys in between episodes your but boys. let's go ahead let's go ahead and jump into the first segment of the show while pablo does his worst impression of a beastie boys uh rapper that right was, now it was that was very beastie of you yeah i was trying to go for jay-z when i uh like if he wants a, a cookie <laughs> okay. Chips Ahoy for your boy. <laughs> oh, can we edit this? Delete. Oh man, cut that. Drops let's go to loadouts. Load let's go to let's go to loadouts quick. Let's go now. All systems nominal. Loadouts ready. All right. So, um, while Pablo's thinking about Chips Ahoy, I've been thinking about um, <laughs> buying games that I I said I wasn't going to buy. Uh, that's what I like to do. It's my favorite pastime, and so. Um, on a board day, I decided to pick up Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, I was uh, still kind of in, in, in one of these modes where I'm looking for an Elden Ring break because it's not a very story-driven game at all, and I, I just kind of wanted a new open world to kind of mess around in and, and, and see something cool and hopefully get a decent story. Um, so I got Ghostwire. Man, the, uh, the epitome of the quintessential mid-game is is yeah. is is ghostwire and it's there's a there's a lane um for games like this to exist in my opinion you know the games that just they, they're not necessarily i mean they want to be great but they're not like they're just not ever going to be great but they're still a good time for some reason even though yeah. they're not doing anything remotely cool or different in, in in their in their genre and that is this game to a t 
I, I yeah. think that it also kind of um, it, it it works so well, and it's working well for me because I'm also playing it. Is because how simple it is in contrast to Elden Ring. Oh, it's um, so simple. Yeah, and so it's, because of that, it's like fundamentally basic, but it's appealing. It's like a yeah, palate yeah. cleanser of sorts, where it's like I don't have to, I don't have to use too much brain power, I don't have to use too much uh, skill set, Twitch set, or anything like that to like mm-hmm. get it through anything. But it is, it's satisfying enough to where I, I'm seeing myself having a really good time without, you know, understanding this game is like you said, mid as shit, but yeah. it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not a bad time. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think if you're, if you're coming off of an Elden Ring, right, and you're like, okay, look. I want to play the best of the best now because the bar has been raised and, oh, here's Ghostwire Tokyo. Let's see if it's it can hang. It's not going to be that game for you. You'd almost be better off waiting to play this game later in the year once you've kind of cooled down a little bit. Um, but if you're just looking for something like Pablo says, like a palate cleanse kind of game, this this surprisingly does it for me. Um, little things that are basic about this game that are not particularly unique just for some reason click with me. Like like uh, trapping those spirits, like catching those spirits that are kind of floating yeah. around. I don't know what it is about that, um, but that is essentially kind of like the the XP currency that you can find in the game for those of you who haven't played it yet. Uh, you go around and these these spirits who've just been kind of disembodied or whatever are just kind of floating in, in the air and you can catch them and then cash them in, in so many words, uh, to get some more XP and stuff uh, and some money too. Um, and, and little menial tasks like that, for some reason, are just like catnip for me. And I'm like, oh, it reminds me of like... Um, not like collectibles, but like orbs in Crackdown. Like, oh, yeah. I see one over there hanging over by the roof of that. Let me see if I can get to the top of that gas station. I can go get that one. Wait, blah, that's blah, because blah. of the it's, fact it's that... Little, little things like that. Yeah, it's because the open world is not big. And so, no, no. It, it, because it is, it feels small. It almost feels like everything is so doable. Uh, yeah. And it's like, you yeah. kind of want to do it. I, I, I agree. There are moments in this game that really stand out for me, too. Like, everything that's, uh, that's like, basically, whether it's story-driven or side-mission-driven, that's inside a place. Mm-hmm. Like, it, w- one of the things that we saw with the trailers and, and when they talked about the game is there was, like, a fear kind of that, that game by Monolith. Where it's, like, that fear type of, of uh, vibe that I was getting off of it. Yeah, yeah. And then when they showed more of the game, it's like, oh, I guess it's not that. But it is that. It is that in moments. And it, it those are that's when the game works the best because it's atmospheric as hell. And it's I feel like that's Tango works like best. Like they do the best when it comes to those kind of moments. The open mm-hmm. world stuff is fine, but it's really those moments that when you're inside of a building uh, or inside of a house or anything like that and, and it, the astral plane starts to change on you. Yeah. It does a really, really stuff good happens. job. Yeah. It does a super dope job with that stuff. And that's like that's some of my favorite stuff. So like I, I, I plan to mainline the game but then you know there are certain missions that I do that I just kind of walk upon and it's like the inside of a house thing I'm like damn I kind of want to do these because these are more interesting than the actual story for me mm. um, and the yeah. relationship between like um, Akito and KK I like it I mean it's not like Johnny Staccato in the darkness uh, uh, levels it's, of like it's a it's, little cyberpunky to me yeah yeah true it's yeah cyberpunky yeah. with like you know Johnny Silverhand taking over and you know or yeah. like that's like true. That. Yeah, it, it's but not in depth at very, all, but yeah, it's mild. Yeah, a very it's a great value version of that in some ways. Um, little buddy cop kind of dynamic going on there in a way. Too. It works. Um, yeah, but it works. I mean, listen, I, I think like the the city of Tokyo looks really cool. I like the atmosphere with that. Um, 
I think that the um, the gameplay's fine. I don't love the combat too much. It is what I thought it would be. It, it's a lot yeah. of cool looking hand gestures to basically do basic actions. Um, yeah. So it didn't feel super impressive in that the way. Illusion of depth. Yeah, it's missing that. Worst thing about this game, though, to me, hands down, is the performance. Um, six graphical modes. If you wanted options, you'll never run out here, and most of them are absolutely abysmal. Um, input lag is terrible uh, because of it, too. Um, so I was jumping frequently between different ones to see which one was like... At a certain point, I didn't even care which one had the most frame rate drops. I just wanted one that didn't feel like I was trying to control the game in mud because of how bad the input lag is uh, with this game. And I know that... Um, historically, Tango's had problems with this in the past with um, uh, the, the Evil Within series, too, with performance and stuff like that. So it's a shame that they're not really up to par with like having good technical prowess because the game does look nice, but man, is it hard to move around in that hoe. It's, <laughs> it's, super, it's super weird because um, just of the fact that uh, these systems are so powerful and they yeah. have all these options that really, even with all that, if you don't have a if you don't have a, a TV or a monitor that supports uh what was it if it supports variable like, refresh rate yeah VRR or yeah. whatever or not not even that it, it, it's twenty I forgot what they call it like um but anyway it's a thing that's on the um on the system it might be the VR stuff but if you have that on by default and you don't have it on your com- uh, you have it on your computer it runs at a default 1080p regardless. oh oh you're talking about like the 120 hertz mode yeah that's right that's yeah, right that's yeah. it that's it the 120 yeah, hertz it's that's like right. you have to turn that off on your PlayStation cuz if you don't what happens is is the game just run nat- runs uh, natively at 1080 yep. which is weird that has six other kind of graphical options that really don't you know, fix that issue at all unless you actually go into your PlayStation settings. So that's kind of that's terrible, actually. That's like almost unexcusable. Um, yeah, I I got it to a a a kind of settings where I really enjoyed. I mean, let me take that back. Where it was not as terrible. <laughs> yeah, manageable. Uh, but yeah. there's still there's still moments in that game where you're kind of like turning around to to like you know engage into with an enemy and it's like it feels <sighs> so slow and it's a little it's a little rough back. plus there's not a lot of enemy variety either i noticed no. that too same and traversal kind of sucks as well yeah 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 i mean no. it, the game needed more time in the oven i think it just they wanted to get it done or something because i feel like there's not enough there but i wouldn't recommend anybody go out and grab it now it but it, unless you're really interested in playing it like i was but it's a good wait for sale kind of game uh from what i've you know kind of taken from it but i'm i'm gonna marinate on it a little bit longer before we do a review cast about it um and i'll, I'll give a definitive rating for it because i just i just beat it so um but that is um how, how far are you by the way uh, or how many hours I should say roughly? Uh, uh like I'm not too, not maybe like five hours in. Okay, maybe? so you're like a third of the way through. I, I finished yeah. it in fifteen, and I yeah, I, yeah, dropped, it's not- I dropped that thing down to easy. I'm like, now yeah. did you did you mainline it? I did like a third of the side missions, like towards the beginning, and then after a while, I'm like, okay, I think I'm I'm kind of good. Because I think I'm just gonna mainline. I, I yeah. I'm enjoying it up to I want to keep I want to keep playing it. Uh, but I find that that one of the things that I kind of it's frustrating. It's the the world is so empty, and mm. there is a story reason for that. But it that reason sucks. You know, it's just like the Batman games where it's Christmas, so everybody's inside. Shut the hell up. That's terrible. <laughs> like, uh, so Everybody. it's 
yeah, so I, I, I kind of hate that. And it's like the, it's kind of like this weird, because it's like this illusion of people or like in the other side of whatever. Like you hear jazz music coming from a jazz club, but you hear bustling. And, and I like and, that. I like that. No, I like that. I like that. I think it's great. But the thing is, is there are moments in the side missions where they go tell you to meet this person and you never see that mm. person. You just never get to like actually interact with whatever they're trying to tell you. It's always like this... Uh, this ghost figure or whatever. It's just I, I like the ambiance and the and when you're walking by a, like the club and you hear that. But it's like it's not, nothing ever goes beyond that. Like you, you look at a game like Yakuza or Judgment where it's like set in Japan where it's like bustling with all these oh, people yeah. and you kind of take that for granted because it's like you're just running by and like get out of my way. But when you're playing this game, it's like oh man, it's and it's like kind of like video gamey <laughs> sections where it's kind of like yeah. blocking you off with the fog and and, and the the it's little things like that where it's like oh man I. I, I like I like what I'm seeing, but this is also kind of make me wanting to play other games. Uh, mm. But no, but overall, man, this is kind of a, this is kind of just proof that we don't care. We'll talk shit about a game and then play it and then just come on here and pretend that we liked it all along because we don't Ain't care. Got no we'll eat crow, we'll we'll eat crow all day if we have to. But this is this is the interesting thing about this is like we're we're what we thought this game is is what it is what we didn't expect it's for it to kind of like hit and 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 us yeah. kind of enjoy it which is which is good it's you know it's it's we're about to head into this huge lull uh yeah, video exactly. game so it's good to have these games so i'm with marco i wouldn't recommend it however if you're finding yourself in june and there's nothing really you want to play hey man mm-hmm. that this is a good pickup yeah you pick it up try it out yeah but uh you know speaking of 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 um of judgment, I I've also uh, dabbled in in the Kaito Files, the DLC for Lost Judgment. Pablo talked about it um, at length last week, so I'm not going to add too much to it. I am I am right at the end of that right now. Um, I think I'm at the very last boss fight. Um, literally got it on pause um, to record this, um, so I'm already mad because uh, it's good. It's very it's good. good. Um, it is um, it is what Pablo said it is. It, I, I think it is a great game. It is um, you know really rounded out the character of Kaito as a as being more than just the 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 muscle of of uh, this detective agency, and it's given this guy more uh, of a backstory and and really interesting um, story arcs uh, for sure. Uh, definitely pertaining to family and and just. Uh, making peace with the past and all these things. Um, really well done stuff. I don't really have a lot to, to dwell on with it. It's just a really, really good DLC. And I don't I don't really circle back to games to play DLC content too Same. often. Same. Um, so the fact that I got my, my my money's worth out of this really says a lot. And I'm I'm just really I'm in. I'm into this. I'm into this world so heavy, man. Kamarocho to me. I'm. I'm it's so heavy. tired of that location, but it never gets old, man. It just doesn't. I don't it, know what it is. Yeah, it's like I, I a hometown it. now. Like it's like a video game yes. hometown. I know where everything is without having to look yeah. at the map anymore. Like it's just home. Yeah, and and I I feel the same way. And and I downloaded uh, Yakuza Zero uh, to to play that again just because I'm so like uh, I'm so into like this world and I just kind of want yeah. some more of this. Uh, what I said last week, one of the things I said last week was that I felt like Kaito just felt like a more rounded out character that you know more. I know more about Kaito than I do about Yagami, which is weird because Yagami has been the main protagonist of the last two Judgment games. And I feel like Kaito is just a much more deep character now because he, he come mm-hmm. out, he came across as like the brute, you know, 
uh, former Yakuza muscle of the group. But Yagami really, I don't know anything about Yagami. There's, there's no depth to Yagami other than he used to be a lawyer and he isn't anymore. It's basically yeah, like yeah. it, like in terms of relationships and, and all that. This really did an awesome job with, with that. And I, and I feel like it's almost doing that to, to almost set up uh, another judgment game with Kaito as the as the main protagonist. Yeah, I've been Yagami. thinking about that. I, I almost want the story of that game to be the main character got murdered. You got to figure out who killed Yagami. <laughs> I almost Yo, want it to be that listen, crazy. He, he, me too. But the thing is, he, he had an issue with um with the actor, the Japanese yeah, yeah, actor, yeah. and all that stuff. We so, about but yeah, here, yeah. here's the thing, though. I think now, stop me if if, if you think I, I'm crazy. If they would have you've given crazy, the same so time, you've been crazy true. since fourth grade. <laughs> That's right. Go ahead, go ahead, you ain't lying. But um, if they, they would have given this game the same time that they gave uh, Lost Judgment, I think this could have been the better game. I, uh, I, I have potential, yeah. Yeah, because I think it, it. There's a lot of stuff with the, with the villains that they definitely rushed, uh, mm-hmm. because of obviously such a truncated uh, t- uh title there. But man, it, it it's a really really dope um, yeah, super dope game. Dope. You said you're in the last boss. Which boss is is is? Are, are you uh, referring to? the banquet on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, at least I think that's the end of it. I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, it, it, it's. There's things it's I'm Japanese. sure. There's things and stuff. It's there's... it's Japanese. Yeah, it's a Japanese game in this in this gotcha. world. You'll you'll see what's up. Yeah, but you're right there. You're literally right there. So that's awesome. Cool. cool. Um, uh, that's definitely right. gonna be, I think, a game, uh, a top ten game for me this year. Um, yeah. By the way, um, games like that will qualify if we think that they are worthy of, yeah. of being on top ten. If they're if they're good enough and and they're robust enough. Uh, yeah. They they can earn their place. So if they got uh, that robustness. <laughs> I don't like the I don't like the shape his lips made when he said robust. <laughs> And they still uh, like that. They shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Talk about your game and, 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 and get your life together while you're at it. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, one of the games that are uh, got announced that's coming back is the Monkey Island game, uh, Return to Monkey Island. And so, uh, you know, it, for those who like those kind of games, point-and-click adventures, that is a very exciting uh, piece of news that was released. came out of nowhere. Um, but I, with that, I am playing... The Secret of Monkey Island, which is the 2009 remake of the 1990 game. Uh, you know, it, it came out um, in 2009, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just one of those things where I kind of missed it. I, I've actually purchased them and downloaded them a long time ago. I never got back to them since I, I had played them fairly recent uh, by the time I played that. But anyway, I went back on uh, onto it and I I am one of those blas- blasphemous like uh, Monkey Island fans because my first entry is Escape from Monkey Island, which is... Uh, the second to last game, which people tend to not like at all, because I don't think Ron Gilbert was involved in it in any way, shape, or form. I love that game, but obviously Who's the first Ron two Gilbert? games. Huh? Ron Who's Gilbert Ron is Gilbert? the Ron Gilbert is the uh, like the writer and creator oh, okay, gotcha. of of Monkey Island. Um, okay, just confirm. Okay. Yeah, Tom Schaefer came in. Uh, not Tom Schaefer. Tim Schaefer came in a little later, and um, he was part of that for sure. But uh, Ron Gilbert is the main guy behind it. He's he he has a blog post a couple of years ago that said that he will never make another Monkey Island game, and he ha- actually had to update that blog from like a decade ago to be like, "Just kidding, guys." Um, but uh, yeah, man, listen, this game for those of you who don't know, it's a point and click adventure game. Uh, it's about this guy called Guybrush Threepwood. Uh, and he is this absolute dork porn of a star? human. Huh? <laughs> That's a porn star name right there, my boy. No, the, the, the name, believe me, believe me. <laughs> the name, his name is a, a, a constant point of contention. 
uh, it, it's always being made fun of in that My game. God. Like the very first interaction you have with the guy, he's like, "You want to be a pirate?" And your name is Guybrush uh, Threepwood. He's just laughing at him. And he's, "What's your name?" He goes, "Magpie Seepwood or something." That the Ooh. other guy was like, "It's stuff like that." I with literally names. just crossed my legs right now. <laughs> I get touched. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, continue. man. This game. This game is filled with like it's it, it's humorous. It's really funny for me. I I test it, it maintains to be the series some of the funniest. Uh, a video game has ever been. Um, it's it's one of those things where you really, really uh, get to love and know these characters and the relationship he has with Elaine Marley, the governor of Melee Island. It, it's really cool because Guybrush Threepwood is basically like, he at that time, he's not brave or physically imposing. He isn't very cunning. He's kind of like a dummy and his his relationship with elaine marley who is everything you would expect from guybrush uh elaine is and it's that the dichotomy between those two and, and just kind of the way he stumbles into like success when he's trying to solve puzzles and whatnot it really just is like one hell of a uh, of a game and it's 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 really well written cool. and the new one is coming this year they said and i'm really sinking my teeth into this and really having a good time with that so uh, hey. that's what I'm playing there. Yeah. I can't knock you for that. That's why I played, um, the wolf among us again, uh, not too long ago, just off, off the announcement of the sequel. I'm like, I, I gotta go yeah. back. I gotta go back. So same kind of deal. Yeah. There. And, cool, and it really was motivated by that. And the fact that I played the Chinese, uh, uh, detective agency. Oh yeah. Uh, that dropped too on, uh, Game which Pass. I was really looking forward to that. And, um, man, I played that. I'm like, Oh, I kind of want to play a good point and click adventure. Game. So I went <laughs> back to that. Cause that was not very good at all. Yeah. A little, little a little disappointing there. Another one of those yeah. indie kind of wet farts on the Game Pass side. It's like, ah, oh, oh, man, because it looks so it's dope. Quite unfortunate. The- yeah. Man, yeah it's, it's a shame. All right, man. Well, that's going to wrap up loadouts for us. Let's go ahead and jump into the next segment, which is our news segment of the show called Hit Points. For breaking news, rumors, and booty juice, it's time for Hit Points. All right, so this was actually um, a pretty interesting couple of days in the world of gaming, and... Uh, one thing in particular was like kind of a dream come true, and ironic. I don't know if we spoke this into existence by talking about Max Payne a lot in uh, recent episodes, but uh, nevertheless, Remedy Entertainment and Rockstar Games have finalized a new publishing agreement to remake the first two Max Payne games for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series consoles. Remedy will be handling the development of the remakes while Rockstar will finance the project, quote, which will be in line with a typical Remedy AAA game production, end quote. The Max Payne remakes will also be developed on Remedy's Northlight game engine, the same engine used to develop Control and the upcoming Alan Wake 2. So, Pablo, give me the hype, man. How are you feeling about this? I mean, uh... Obviously, extremely hyped. Um, I, you know, I, I, I always see when they make a remake or, or, or they dive back into a series. I'm thinking, okay, maybe what they're going to do here is future Max Payne games or something of that sort. And so they're kind of testing the waters. So that's exciting on that level. But obviously, having the remake of these first two Max Payne games and hopefully at the level of what Max Payne 3 was, uh, man, that is, that is extremely exciting. And the fact that they're kind of developing them 
as one game, uh, Max Payne one mm-hmm. and uh, specifically one and two are really short games. Uh, they're like six or seven hours, and and they literally take place like seconds apart from each other from where one end and two begin. So, I I really do think uh, that is a very smart choice uh, to do that and just yeah. release it as one. Uh, super exciting. My only kind of concern is like Remedy has a lot on their plate. They have an Alan Wake. Uh, they have Alan Wake two coming. Yeah. They also have a Control sequel that they're uh, apparently working on and have a deal with Five Hundred Five already to publish the game. So there, there's a lot of, of stuff on that. So I, 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 that's the only thing we're not concerned into where I think it's going to be bad. And concern is like, when are we going to see this? Because they just penned this contract. Like I think this week or last week, so it's obviously going to take a while to see that. But I hope we don't. I hope it's not like years and years and years. And I hope I honestly, and I don't know about you, but I I want to see that before Alan Wake Two and Control sequel. Though I love those both games, I I kind of want to see the Max Payne remake before any of those two things, just because yeah. I, I'm I I I'm dying to play that game. And, and see it within what they can do with their graphics engine, which they've uh, you know considering. Uh, what we see with Control and Alan Wake, uh, two at least from what we're speculating, looks like a, it's a it's a really like it's a really special looking engine. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about this. When you told me this was happening, I literally like played the remakes in my brain for about ten minutes after I found out because I, I I remembered various parts of the game and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with that and how they're gonna bring that modernize that now i will say to that point Fix. i do think they have they have some work to do yeah to kind of make some of that a little bit 2022 2023 friendly or whenever it's coming out um because it, it was a product of its time uh and there wasn't a lot there game wise other than the bullet time stuff which is pretty standard fare these days so i would like to see what they're going to do in terms of how faithful they're going to stay to the gameplay versus what they might try to do different um you know what they're gonna, what liberties they're gonna take to kind of, you know, um, blow the game out a little bit more, perhaps, and, and make it maybe not so and um, fix that uh, linear that boss fight. No, oh, they got two. a lot of stuff to work on, but yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Uh, they're gonna keep Max Payne's, you know, poop face while he's while he's he's doing all his his moves. I wonder because Sam Lake questions. is still there. Sam Lake is still there. He that's his face, so he might. I don't know, but it, it would yeah. be weird for him to have like different faces now at this point. I would, I, I would, I'm kind of thinking because Max Payne three had flashbacks of that time period. He'll probably look like how he did in Max Payne three. Uh, yeah. back then. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm, I'm excited about this. One thing I will say, though, I know that it makes sense because Remedy used to have Max Payne before Rockstar took it. I'm a little curious about Rockstar Games' future, though, of, of maybe reaching publishing agreements like this in the future with other studios to maybe bring some more of their franchises out of kind of uh, dormancy, I guess. Maybe they give somebody a bully. Maybe they give somebody out there, uh, you know, a license to do some other thing. I don't know. Uh, the, a new uh, L.A. Noir or something like yeah. that. Um, just to kind of get their their catalog um, up and running again, because I feel like they've been very, very stuck between GTA and Red Dead. And that's just kind of been it for them, other than these recent little remasters and stuff. So I hope that we can get a stuff like this in the future out of Rockstar actually so that some of um you know some really popular franchises that have haven't really been going anywhere with them uh might get a second chance. So that would be yeah. kind of dope, but who knows if that's going to happen. But we'll see though. Uh, but still exciting. Yeah. Still exciting. Yeah, it's super exciting and also while we're at it Remedy um come mm-hmm. on, let's let's get a quantum break too. That's never going to happen. 
I know. <laughs> I love that game, man. I love that game. Such a shame. Underrated. Yeah. Um. All right. Max Payne wasn't the only thing that got to come back. So let's go ahead and talk about the other ones. I if guess. You hear the tone of my voice. I, you know, I think I'm going to tip my hand here and say I'm not a fan of this franchise, um, if we haven't already said it on the show. But Square Enix has revealed that Kingdom Hearts 4 is in development during the 20th anniversary live stream uh, for this series. Uh, Pablo, any quick thoughts on this at all? Yeah, this vertical slice of nothing is shown. Uh, and uh, I guess we're supposed to be excited about an adult-looking Sora uh, listen, well, I, who is I, we is the thing. It's not, it's, it's not for you, obviously. So yeah, look, I, I mean, I, I, I played all the main lines one, two, and three. Uh, I think they've gotten progressively worse, uh, as they've gone. They, there's 17 or 18 games in the series and they're gonna, and they're just announced part four. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a super convoluted, messy, messy, messy fucking game that I have no interest in ever really ever playing again and it's, <laughs> I'm ashamed that my son is uh, going to be born in this world where he's going to see a release of uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 by the time he's 15 I imagine uh, mm. man it takes forever between these games and this is like 2019 was when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out they're announcing this now this is just this is just because they announced. Yeah, because I think they announced I think another game. Three got announced in 2013, so it was like a six-year, yeah. seven-year wait until yeah three actually even happened. So who who the hell knows when this is coming why, out? Why even do this? And they also announced another game, which is a I think a smaller side uh, kind of game. Mm. Um, not going to get the most accurate information here from us. We don't really give a shit about this franchise in any way, shape, or form. Just not because not because it's. It's just bad. <laughs> you jumped and, on your Twitter and the cooldown Twitter to, to make sure everyone knew, yo, Kingdom Hearts is trash. <laughs> I, and it could, and it, and it has like potential because it has all these cool tie-ins oh, to like to, to Disney, which has these cool tie-ins to Star Wars, Marvel, all the stuff that it could potentially be, and they they squander that by giving you this convoluted, nonsensical story about whatever it is, and it's like, man, it it just feels. It just feels overwritten and, and, and just never delivers on the promise that, that they kind of uh, tell you the game is going to be. this. So I'm not yeah. really looking forward to this at all in any way, but it anyway. got announced. I mean, uh, I'm, you know me. Game how you game. Like what you like. It's cool. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm for not, sure. I'm not going to. I mean, between Kingdom Hearts and Borderlands, those are the two that I'm like, how? How do you like that? But, you know, it's <laughs> what it is. People Borderlands, like like. man. I'll never understand that. Yeah, but um, I mean, hey, it's it, this is fine. I think uh, my issue is not the fact this game exists, because I, uh, truth be told, I always thought this was going to happen. It's just more of like, sure, really, Square. Like, what are your priorities right now, Square? Like, you, you guys are you guys are looking real weird to me right now. Like, you want to announce this now? We're probably not going to see this for years to come. You're putting out like really awful, like the the Chrono Cross remaster dropped. Apparently, I didn't play it, but I heard it's like actually performs worse than the ps1 version like y'all are just weird at this point in time you got the chocobo cart game that came out like y'all are just there's something weird about square enix's business strategy and then and then they want like the marvel um stuff as well and then the side deals with sony they're just kind of like really erratic to me and this feels like it was just i understand it was for the 20th anniversary and stuff it makes sense to do it now but like Man, it's just like a weird time for Square. I just feel like they're 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 spinning too many plates, and it's it's gonna crash down. 
but it's just mo- it's money it's money related like they're throwing all the shit on the wall see what sticks i mean i, I know uh yeah. I, know, I know kingdom hearts 3 i think it, it it was the fastest selling game in the series so like this was obviously going to happen uh but i didn't yeah. expect it this soon um but it, it, yeah. it's sad because i even though they've said recently uh that Guardians of the Galaxy has found an audience and, and they're kind of happy with what it's doing with Game Pass and all that. I um, I don't know, man. I don't think we'll ever see another Guardians of the Galaxy game, but we'll, we're sure as hell getting a Kingdom Hearts 4, apparently. So Yeah, well, hopefully we will get a Guardians. I mean, I would give us one more, at least. One more try. Yeah. It's Marvel, right? You guys will. You guys beat Marvel to death. Beat it to death one more time for a good yeah. game. You know? But uh, nevertheless, let's move on to the third... Uh, hit point item, and this is for a game that might not be coming out anytime soon, uh, even though it's yeah, comeback know. season. Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann revealed that a story outline for The Last of Us Part 3 is complete, but that Naughty Dog has no immediate plans to develop the sequel due to other projects they're working on. Druckmann stated he hopes it can, quote, one day see the light of day, end quote, but did not confirm whether Abby or Ellie will return. Between this news, plus the unknown state of factions, the rumors about the remake of the original game, the backlash uh, that still lingers about Part 2's story, and of course the upcoming HBO series, Pablo, in your opinion, The Last of Us as a franchise, is it in a good place, a bad place, or a weird place? I think it's in a good place. I mean, the backlash of 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 part of part two is is ridiculous and and, and silly, and it's just a, a kind of a it's just what happens now with with social media and people not getting the game they wanted, uh, people creating their own stories in their head in terms of what the game's going to be, and when it's not that, they backlash and and all the stuff with with Abby was just out of place and it was ridiculous. Um, uh, but I, the reason I think it's in a good place is because. They he said the same damn thing with with with, uh, with the Last of Us two. He said there's no plans, a standalone story. We have no plans in making another one. Three or four years later, you know, we got the Last of Us two. Why would you sit down and make an outline of a story of a video game that you're never gonna make or not gonna make anytime soon? You're just you're obviously just staying in the news. You're obviously thinking about part three. You have the remake coming that's gonna coincide with the release of of the of the of the show. It's in a good place. They have a lot of things going. Their their uh, fa- factions is is obviously kind of a mystery as to what's happening there. It's probably gonna release along with the remake or something like that. Uh, that's kind of what I'm guessing. I, I think they're in a good place with this specific franchise. They have a lot of things that are coming down the pike, things that people are going to like. Well, obviously the original story of, of, of The Last of Us, which is, you know, uh, people think it, it's the best story they've told, and I, and I agree. I think it's 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 one of the best stories in video games, period. Uh, and then the fact that you have the 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 show coming, which is uh, supposed to be really good uh, in terms of who's involved, the acting and the writing. Uh, it's all top-notch stuff there. So I think they're in a good place. If, if anything, it's a little weird, uh, but I think ultimately, if I had to pick between weird or good, I, I think it's definitely good. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's in a bad place at all. Just they have, they have too many things coming, and people are always gonna uh, talk about uh, the Last of Us, whether it, it's, it's, it's about two and how they hated it or loved it or one or or what's coming uh, down the pike. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident in the in the in the franchise, and it's gonna be fine. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, um, I. I want to say good place, but I'm actually going to say weird place. 
Um, and, and I say that because there's a little bit more skin in the game now for The Last of Us as a franchise than where it was after the release of the first game when Druckmann said something somewhat similar, as you pointed out. Um, with HBO kind of involved now, um, you've got a lot of equity around this, uh, this franchise now as it is. Um, and, you know, even though we want to play down the fan back backlash, I mean, there, that is a big part of this, this, this situation because, um, there, I think that there's some, again, and we'll, maybe we'll have a deep dive on this someday, but I think there's some validity behind some of those criticisms, even though I don't agree with people trying to force brute force their own story into what they do, um, I think I think it's in a bit of a weird place. I think what you don't want to do, even if even if it's just a ploy, um, you know, to just kind of tease. Oh, we don't know, but they know they're going to make one. Like uh, my question is why? There's there's really that nothing that they stand to gain by pretending like they're not sure if if there's going to be a time where there, a part three happens. I mean. It's a money-making machine for Sony. They're obvious. Sony's obviously going to want them to make this game, yeah. so it's it's going to happen. So why even, why even put a quote like that out there if you're Neil Druckmann? Like, what what is the issue exactly? Like, especially if you don't have to answer the question about what's happening with the sequel, you can always no comment that. So why would you put this out there? Like, what what is the? So I I'm, I'm not saying that I think that. The Last of Us is in a bad place, but I think it's weird that this quote has come out, and I wonder, my sneaking suspicion is that there's some type of politicking going on with the way that Naughty Dog is kind of being used by Sony um, with other projects, and that this is a little bit of shade that Druckmann's throwing out, like maybe one day it will, but hey... It's his way of saying, hey, our hands are tied because Sony wants us doing A, B, and C and we want to do X, Y, Z. I, I don't know. But I do feel like there is something, there's some reason why he felt the desire to say this um, that isn't just, hey, I just want to tease people and stuff like that. I don't, I don't get that impression from him in this case. So I think it's in a yep. bit of a weird place, but I hope uh, it's all for nothing and that everything turns out fine. Yeah. And, and you know, just kind of in the state of like, oh, it's up in the air. I can I can agree with it being a weird place. But the, the reason, and, and I'll kind of to close this part out, the reason I, I think that the fan backlash, whether or not there's validity to some of it, I think overall it, it, it equal to nothing. And the reason why is because it's sold 4 million copies in its first weekend. Uh, you know, I think it's closing in on like 10 or 12 million copies sold, period. It holds the record for the most Game of the Year awards ever uh, given out. So, like, regardless of all that stuff that that uh, the, this section of the internet talked about, um, I think ultimately it won out in, in, in ways that really didn't... Th- those kind of criticisms didn't really affect it in any way, shape, or form. And I don't think, going forward, people are going to uh, affect it that much with their kind of opinions of this. It's, it, it's kind of one of those franchises that almost feel like like it, it's, it's not going to really... It's not really going to be affected by negative criticisms by... The, the 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 public you know it's 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 always going to be kind of uh, held on a higher regard by critics and 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 fans of, of the franchise so that's why i think that those that kind of stuff doesn't really matter though i'm not saying there's no validity to some of the criticisms but you know, in terms of like mm-hmm. will, how it will it affect the franchise i don't think it'll affect it at all okay all right so we got to move on to our last um hit points item of the episode and this one is about our girl laura croft 
Uh, Crystal Dynamics has announced that their next Tomb Raider game is officially in development and will be using Unreal Engine 5. No official title, gameplay, or details were provided other than the team's intentions to, quote, push the envelope of fidelity, end quote, in Laura Croft's new adventure. Pablo, what are our hopes for this new Tomb Raider, and how do we feel about Crystal Dynamics working on this and the Troubled Perfect Dark reboot at the same time? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 this is probably really far away. It, it being um, Unreal 5 and and them just officially releasing Unreal 5 uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I know that a lot of studios have been working on Unreal 5 games for a while now, but yeah, I mean, it's good news. I'm not necessarily surprised that they're making another Tomb Raider game. No. Uh, I know Shadow Tomb Raider was probably kind of like uh, the least successful out of all three of them. Still an excellent game. Um, My favorite. Yeah, I think I, I think mine's still Rise of Tomb Raider, but this is right there with it. I mean, it's 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 fucking great, and uh, you know, I'm glad that we're seeing it again. Uh, Laura Croft is is absolutely one of the best characters in video games of all time, as we'll see here in the next segment. Um, and uh, yeah, this is great. I, I'm not really concerned about them kind of splitting themselves because I really do think that. Uh, I really do think that this will take presence once they get whatever is going on. Um, at with uh, what's that with with the um, Perfect Dark Zero remake, I, I think that's either going to go away or something else is going to happen with that. But I, I'm not too concerned. This game is pretty far away. I think a couple of years uh, at, at most, at least. So we'll see. But yeah, yeah I'm I excited, mean, man. I'm excited too. Um, I, I think, um, you know, I don't, I don't really have any expectations. I think that I have a good trust that they'll do well um, with, with this next chapter of, of Laura Croft's story. I do think that the announcement's timing is interesting. Um, and I say that because I feel like, I feel like in a, in a slight way, this is creating a little bit of separation from the perfect dark mess to, to basically say in so many words, Hey, um, yeah, we're, we're a part of that over there, but we're doing Tomb Raider over here and you know, we're, it, Hey, it's not on us, you know, and this, this sort of feels like, um, a, a way to sort of patch up, um, part of the guilty by association kind of issue happening with themselves and the initiative and in Microsoft right now, um, with the state of perfect dark. So I, I think that this is a good move for them just for optics to, uh, take some of the heat off and the attention away from what's going on over on the Microsoft side, uh, yeah. to let people know in so many words that, Hey, life goes on for us after this whole thing with them is over with. And we're already thinking about that now with, uh, with Tomb Raider. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, um, I am really, really glad that it's back, and um, it's back a little sooner than I expected. To be honest, I thought they'd wait a little bit longer. But, yeah, me too. But I'm, but uh, like you said, I, we don't know when this game's even coming out. So maybe by the time it does, it'll be like, okay, I'm kind of ready for more Tomb Raider now. Yeah, I think it's. I'll just kind of take the opportunity because they're making such a big deal and blow up with uh, Unreal Five that they decided, hey, let's just kind of mm. announce what we're going to be making this game on. Because it's kind of all they did. It's like the next Tomb Raider game is going to be made on Unreal Five. You know, yeah, that, that's pretty much all they said. Yeah. We don't know if it's a remake remaster i mean not a remake but like if it's a continuation which i'm sure that it is or if it's something else but um it's it's gonna be good i agree man all right well that is going to do it for the hit point segment of the show and now it's time to get into the main event of the cooldown time podcast and that is the checkpoint chat it's time for the checkpoint chat all right so what do you do when you're a new podcast that's trying to get more listenership 
You pander to your female audience. <laughs> no, that's not what we're doing at all here. Uh, but we are going to be uh, doing a checkpoint chat um, to basically deliberate and decide and rank our top 10 best female characters in gaming history. So me and Pablo have worked together to compile a list of 40 of what we believe to be the best of the best uh, female characters of all time that we're going to trim down to 10 and then rank uh, from 10 to 1. This this process, if you were around for our Game of the Year uh, deliberations, um, is going to be very similar to how we did our top 10 games of the year. We're going to make some pretty aggressive cuts in the beginning, uh, try to trim the list down as much as possible. We'll keep refreshing uh, you all on who's left over so that you're still kind of in the loop. We know it's a little hard with the podcast format to keep track of who we're cutting and who we're keeping. Uh, so we'll stay on top of that for you as well. And then we're going to decide who's the best of the best and who takes the top spot. We just figured it'd be cool since we're talking about Laura Croft coming back. We're talking about Joel, yeah. I mean, uh, Ellie and Abby from The Last of Us. Um, uh, that'll be good to kind of keep with that theme uh, by, by discussing where all these great female characters in gaming history land. Um, now, Pablo, I think it's important to let people know that we're not basing this off of anything superficial like looks or appearance or anything like that. Um, that is not at all how we're going to be approaching this. We're going to be just looking this, at this from, um, you know, character standpoint, storytelling, just, you know, coolness, uh, cool factor, what they've done in their games, respectively, and stuff like that. Because uh, if we were going to base it off of looks, obviously, Miss Pac-Man would take number one anyway, um, because she's thick. Um, so it wouldn't even be a competition. <laughs> Uh, but no, in all seriousness, we, we, we're not going to go that route at all. So it's not going to be uh, who's who's the thoughtiest thought, if that's what you're waiting for. Uh, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, but nevertheless, uh, Pablo, what we're going to go ahead and do, I guess, to start this off, uh, let's begin by running through all 40 of these characters uh, and their uh, games that they or franchises that they are associated with. And then we will uh, start the process. So here are the nominees. We have uh, an alphabetical order, by the way. We have Ada Wong from the Resident Evil series, Aerith from Final Fantasy VII, Alma, the creepy girl from Fear. We have Aloy from Horizon, Alex Vance from Half-Life, An from Persona 5, Bayonetta from Bayonetta, Carmelita Fox from Sly Cooper, Carmen Sandiego from Carmen Sandiego. We've got Chun-Li from Street Fighter. We've got Siri from The Witcher. We've got Claire Redfield from Resident Evil. We have Clementine from The Walking Dead, a Telltale Games series. Cortana from Halo. Diva from Overwatch. Ellie from The Last of Us. Emily Caldwin from Dishonored 2. Freya from God of War 2018. We have Jack from Mass Effect 2, Jill Valentine from Resident Evil, Joanna Dark from Perfect Dark, Cassandra, Miss Malaka herself from Assassin's Malaka. Creed. <laughs> we have Lady Dimitrescu, or Lady D from Resident Evil Village. We, of course, have Laura Croft from Tomb Raider, Liara Tassoni from Mass Effect, Madeline from Celeste, Meryl from Metal Gear, <laughs> So I'm going to say her name for the entire segment. Um, Miranda Keys from Halo. Miss Pac-Man from Miss Pac-Man. Princess Peach from Mario. Princess Zelda from Zelda. Sadie Adler 
from Red Dead Redemption 2. Samus Aran from Metroid. Senua from Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. The Boss from Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Tifa Lockhart from Final Fantasy 7. Tracer from Overwatch. Triss Marigold from The Witcher. Ultimecia from Final Fantasy 8. And last but not least, Yennefer of Vengerberg from The Witcher. That's a lot of female characters that are pretty dope, man. I gotta say. Whew. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. Now, we have a list of 40 here that we need to trim down pretty aggressively. So, Pablo, why don't we start off by... Let's cut two at a time, uh, or propose two cuts at a time. We'll just kind of take turns doing that. And uh, and let's try to get this down to 20. I'm going to go ahead and number our bullets here on our on our Google doc here so we can kind of keep track of numbers from here on um but go ahead and propose two what, what are your first two cuts you're thinking yeah i think i'm gonna um i want to go and probably cut miss pac-man uh miss pac-man yeah, yeah. cut her uh propose i mean look you know uh, there's a lot of really well-developed female characters here that iconic you character, know, but yeah not yeah, the, the iconic, but you know, it's not really, you know, it's not. Re- and, and again, we're we're basing this off of the simple fact, just like great character development, just a really good presence on, on screen. So like, you know, having Miss Pac-Man on there is it's not necessarily. Uh, I mean, great. there there might be times where just being iconic, you know, will will weigh a little bit more than some other characters will. But I but think in there's this more case, to that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Miss Pac-Man can go. Yeah, for sure. What else you got? And. And then uh, probably Carmelita Fox. I mean, I'm a Sly Cooper fan. You know that like Sly Cooper's entire kind of uh, yeah. everything he does is for for her basically in that sense. But she's really a she's really just kind of a MacGuffin in the game where she's just <laughs> kind of a stand-in of you know just a love interest for him to have because he's a cool dude and he needs to have a lady. Uh, but <laughs> gotcha. I, I definitely uh, dope name though. I like the name. Yeah. It's fun to say. Carmelita Fox. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. So we'll go ahead and drop that one. Um, my first two cuts, I'm going to say we can probably get on out of Persona 5. or uh, yeah. Not out of Persona 5. She can stay there, but she can't be on my list. Damn, you take uh, off the game too? <laughs> wipe her from the franchise. No, no. I really like on. I think she was a really cool character. Had a lot of dimension to her. Um, you know, more than just like the, the, the attractive looking JRPG companion. I think she had a lot more depth than I was expecting, but probably doesn't hang in a list like this to me. So I think she can go. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw, um, I'm going to throw a bit of a wrench in here early. Uh, I want to, I want to get rid of princess peach and I want to know what you think about that. Um, to me, she's, she's iconic because of her connection with Mario, but I, I feel like she's a little too damsel in distress um, for where gaming has evolved. So I don't see her personally as, as one of the best of the best, um, in my opinion. So I, I wanted to throw that one out quick to see if you want to, if you want, if you're not sure we can keep her, but I yeah, wanted to throw I, that out there. I'm not sure because we just kind of got done saying that being iconic can take you far. You think on this list. is one of those cases? And I think it's one of those cases where okay. princess, like she is synonymous with Mario, but like, you know, if it was Daisy, which is the other, like the Luigi version of, <laughs> yeah, of Daisy Peach, go. then I'd be like, yeah, okay, okay, fine. But I think that she could hang a little, because I, I feel there's a lot of other characters on here okay. that can probably um, go. How about Miranda Keys? 
Yeah, Miranda Keys can go. Okay. I, I I like I like Miranda Keys. I don't remember if I, I said her name. I might have skipped past her back. No, you said you said her name. You said I did. Her name. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I like Miranda Keys. I think she's dope. Uh, she's just not in 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 a lot of the of the games overall, and ultimately, she's not as developed or as iconic as the other characters on the list. So she can go. Got you. Okay. All right. That are my that's my two. Uh, back to you. What do you got? Yeah, I I propose that we could go ahead and cut all the uh both characters from Overwatch. Both Tracer characters, and, Tracer and, uh, and Diva. Diva, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Tracer I mean, was I'll, my uh, next pick. Tracer's cool, Diva's cool, and I, I think that, you know, um, specifically Diva, uh, just kind of like what they did with her character, her being like a YouTuber or a streamer yeah, yeah. type of person. You know, I like I like the way that they've kind of Tracer implemented good, that into the... Tracer's yeah, a good Tracer. representation of the LGBTQ community as well, which I thought yeah, was kind of cool as well. And the face of Overwatch, really. When, yeah. When, when, yeah, every time you saw Overwatch, it was pretty much just her on, on the cover along with Winston and all those guys. But Yeah, um, yeah. But super dope ult- character. Yeah, but ultimately there's just so much more here that, that we can probably... Um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to throw out, uh, I'm going to throw Alma from fear out creepiest yeah. kid in gaming history that when she popped up in that game, man, that was, that was tight butthole moment, man. Every <laughs> single, every single time. But, uh, Alma was definitely a fearsome, uh, antagonist in, in that sure. series for sure. Um, so next one I would throw out is, um, boy, um, how do you feel about getting Freya from God of War 2018 off the list? I don't know. I kind of liked her a lot. Like she, I did too. I just don't know. I don't know if we've seen enough of, uh, of, of what she has to offer. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't feel like she was as, as, as prominent in that game as I would have liked her to be which isn't her, the character's fault per se right but I just feel like there's more again I, mean, I, I don't know 10 I, yeah but the thing with her it's like you know she really is like uh this character where you meet her early on and then obviously towards the end um the the things that happen with her but like kind of her like the emotionality be between her and her son and, and what Kratos has to do to him and, and kind of having her just completely change the way that she you know, interacted with you in a way that was kind of like, you know, it's a pretty, like, it's a pretty huge, like, story arc there. But, yeah, I, the, more, more of it is just her reaction, re- reacting to kind of what's happening to her rather than uh, than mm. anything else. So, yeah, I, I'm okay with cutting her, though. I think I, that, I think, I, she, I, I think she's, like, the main antagonist. In, of, in some ways, like, I uh, guess. But I, I guess. I guess what I want to, like, preface it, most more so for the listeners is that we're not cutting these in order from worst to best. I think some of these right, are just, oh, it's yeah, a matter yeah. of like realistically, can they be in the top 10, even if they are, you know, even if they would be like 14th on the list, you know what I mean? Like it, it's still, I, I still don't see this character beating um, 10 other characters to make their top 10 list personally. Yeah, so I'm I think cool I, I can agree. With, yeah. I can agree with that. Okay. All right. I think that was, that was my two, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got Alma. And, and her out of here. So, oh, right, yeah. you're up next. Um, yeah, we could probably get rid of... Hmm. I... I'm not going to touch Ultimicia. I no, don't know no, no, anything you can, about her. Well, don't touch I don't her. Know yeah, that'd be creepy, but... <laughs> no, 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 you can get her out of here. You can get her out of here. No, okay, I just well, wanted to give I her could... some shine real quick on, on the... On, well, on then this. let's... 
we'll get to that later, I guess, because I don't know anything about her. It just kind of seems like kind of lame for me to be like, I don't know who she is because I never played Final Fantasy VIII. So, I, yeah. I think she's an incredible villain uh, in, in Final Fantasy's history. I think she's I think she's one of the best, uh, personally. She just has style going for her. Um, she is she has a commanding presence um, in that game. Uh, I really, really enjoyed uh, her her angle and just um, you know, especially fighting her. Uh, she was a great boss fight as well. Just just to me was a really compelling villain that uh, I think really worked for what that game was trying to achieve. But I don't personally think she'll come close to the top ten. So if you want to get rid of her now, that's totally fine. Yeah, the, then that's the case. We can get rid of her. Okay. And then we can also probably get rid of Carmen Sandiego. I mean, look, I, I think the, the Carmen Sandiego thing, I think that really, at least for me growing up, that, that took off more in the cartoons and, and, and other places. Not so much in the video game uh, aspect of it. Um, okay. She's iconic, but but I don't think her that status is going to carry her like other characters uh, into a top ten list. Okay, we don't know where she is now, but she's not in our top ten list. <laughs> yes, I used the joke that we used offline. It's okay. I was going to say that, but I was going <laughs> to laugh like I heard it for the first time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy. Oh uh, man! All right, so uh, we actually did pretty good. We got rid of ten already, so we're down to thirty. I'm not going to re- rename all these characters just yet. I'll wait till we get to like maybe twenty. And then summarize. But um, all right. You want to keep doing two at a time, or you want to start kind of going one at a time here and, and talking? Yeah, we can just go one at a time and then kind of. Okay. Okay. All right. So I think I'm probably up next here. Um. All right. I think again, just because we're cutting this person now doesn't mean we think that they're the worst of the worst now. I think, I think personally. We've had enough challenges with the character of Aloy over the years enough to maybe not see her in the top 10 here. I disagree. What? I think she's the only thing. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I think she's the only thing that works in, in those games. In the, in the first one specifically. Well, in the game. Oh, man. You think she's in the top 10 ever? I think she could be. I think she, if the question is, can she make the top 10? I think she could be like 10. All right, y'all. I don't know who... I don't know who got on this podcast. No, but, but I listen. Problem, my, no. my my criticisms of that of that <laughs> game, especially the first one, it's everything to do with the game oh, itself, man. and very and very little to do with it at all with her. I think she her performance is is always been good. I think her as a character is good. I think you know what, the situations that she's put through and, and kind of her resilience through everything and kind of the story. I, and, I don't and, disagree. And how, I don't disagree with any of that. I've shot her bail on this on this show too. But I think when we get close to the wire here, I think her name is going to be look a little weird with some of these other characters. But we yeah, can keep I, her on for now. We can keep. Yeah, her for and now. I, I think that's true. But I think I think I, I like to get there before because I I mean there are some characters on here because remember this is our list and I think there's some characters on here that I think people are expecting us to have on her on here. Oh yeah, yeah. That, and don't, and don't are probably not going to make it. And yeah. and, it, and that might sound like kind of blasphemous for some, but I mean I, I'll give you one like. Um, like Chun Li, like oh, Chun-Li I think can, she's Chun Li can go. That was one of my next ones I was gonna throw out. She, there. I think she's iconic as shit. I think when you think about Street Fighter, you think about her, Ken, and and Ryu. But I mean, you know, it's just for me, it's 
for the the reasoning and the purpose behind this list, I don't see her as a person that belongs on the list. But I mean, that's crazy because when you look at online other other lists, she's like one, two, or three. I mean, but I, you know, mm. I, I'm a man and I say she don't go. <laughs> Yo, something's really wrong with you in the brain. All right, let me let me put out let me let me put one that that I personally love out out to pasture because it's this wouldn't be the person I'd pick out of everybody from this franchise anyway. Um. I'll remove Claire Redfield from Resident Evil uh, off the list. Uh, I love that character, um, but if I had to keep one Resident Evil character, that would not be the one. So I'll I'll get her out of the list um, myself. So um, love her though, great character, um, and and definitely one of my Resident Evil just in general does a great job with with female representation, women representation in their, their games have always been really solid. They've done a very good job with that, and they don't get enough credit. So shout out to you, Capcom. Yeah. You killing it with that. Um, uh, you're up next, though. Back, back at you. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, I'll keep it in the same kind of vein. I think that um, recency bias might kind of try to persuade us a different way, but I think Lady D uh, is probably not uh, wouldn't be in my top ten um, of all of all the women female characters, only because of the fact that it, it, again, not her fault, but she's. Man, they 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 the misused of, her, man. Of Resident Evil, the Voss. Huh? She's the Voss of Resident Evil. Yeah, man. They they she could have been one of the greats, but like it, it's she 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 kind of was heading on the market, like marketing, like she was kind of like the, the thing yeah, that man. people were kind of flocked to, and then there was like the first thing you do, and it's done. It's like, man, really? I, I I was half expecting her to come back in a way or something, and no, it's just none, and it's. Mm. And it's and it's weird because that game really really it doesn't fall off a cliff. I, that game is fantastic. I love that game, but I think that it, it peaks really early, like super early, and uh, okay. and it's all because of her. But I don't think she'll make. I don't think she makes the top ten. Okay, got you. All right, so oh boy, um, it's actually getting a little harder earlier than I thought. Yeah, um, but I I think. Um, Oh, this is going to bother some people, but I think this is probably where I would drop off Joanna Dark. I'm not a yeah. big fan of hers to begin with. I know she's iconic and she represents a a very high nostalgia era with N64, but I just think that her character has kind of been fumbled too much for me to really love her like that. Even though I think that she has high potential, and I think the reboot can be great if it's, you know, if it's if it's in better hands, but I just don't see this is enough from that character to say this is. A these top are 10 one character. of the characters that we have to look at and be like, okay, are they that iconic that they would stay on? Because there are other characters on here that are, that are, are kind of going to benefit from storytelling in the yeah, late yeah. 2000s, right? And oh, just yeah, the yeah. writing and, and, and just kind of, like, we're not going to see the same kind of development that we're, that we saw with uh, Siri or, or even someone like uh, Clementine or anything like that in a game from the the late 90s because it just wasn't, games weren't being made like that. So, I in, in that way, I think that Joanna Dark is iconic. I just don't think that she's, in the same level as a Laura Croft or as a Sam, a Samus mm-hmm. or, or, or something like that. So for me, I think that this would probably be, it's a hard cut, but I think it's, it's probably the, what, yeah. what needs to happen here. Um, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, my, my next pick would, would be Cassandra from Assassin's Creed. I, I think that game itself, uh, a lot like um, a lot like kind of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, where the game itself isn't my favorite. In fact, it's probably my least favorite Assassin's Creed game. But she's so damn good. And specifically when you compare it to Alexios, who's absolutely horrific. And they're, they're, they're basically the same person, but the performance <laughs> is so good. Uh, she's, you know... She's she's great at everything uh, in terms of like just her 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 just her her presence her 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 voice acting just kind of how she feels like she's the she should have always just been the only choice in, in that story it just makes a lot more sense with her in there but ultimately um, I don't think she 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 kind of stands at, I don't think she'll make our top ten so that's why no, I think she needs to probably go. not um, all right every cut's gonna be tough from here on out. But um, I'm going to throw out one, Senua. How do you feel about Senua? Um, I like little... her, but I feel like I need to see what happens with this next game to really love that character. But what keeps me not ready to cut her yet is the mental health side of things and just the way that that was handled um, and, and being a symbol of perseverance um, through those kinds of challenges. But... I just don't know if I've seen enough to really put her in the top 10 class yeah, for me. My thing with her is like any game that would try to attempt anything like this ultimately has a character overcome it and then they come out the other side all cured. That's not what happened. You know, that's not that's not the thing that happens. Anyway, she, she, this is something that she has to kind of contend with forever and, and just kind of the way she... Um, I don't know, kind of the way she's portrayed and kind of the story behind the actress who, you know, uh, played her. There's a lot of stuff going on there where I think, like, I'm a little more attached and would want her to stay on. But, again, in the vein of this list, I don't think she'll make her top ten. So she could probably go, though that that wouldn't be someone that I would um, that I would cut. But if, Well, let's uh, put a pin in it then. Let me, let me propose a new one, if that's so how that- you're feeling. But I'm gonna need you to start agreeing with all my picks from here on out. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, how about Liara from Mass Effect? I really like Liara, but if I, it, I think she is miles away from the other character that we picked for Mass Effect in this. In this, I really like Liara a lot. I think in a lot of ways she yeah. was a, a really nice anchor for that trilogy. But again, we have to really start thinking about: is it truly a top ten character? Because okay. So we have we have twenty six top ten characters and that just isn't gonna work. <laughs> all right, so Liara for me, I don't think she's miles away from the other character on here, Jack. Uh, but if I don't think we're gonna have a list with two characters from Mass Effect, we're not. And so if we have to have the one, then yeah, uh, uh, Liara to Sony can go. I mean, I I think. I think Jack's story is much more interesting. I think Agreed. her her story uh, is 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 interesting as well, but it's a lot more like it's two sides of the coin. You have this this person who's strong on the outside, but but she's very like hurt in the inside with Jack, and then you have Liara who's very ambitious, who you know ends up becoming the uh, shadow the broker. broker, yeah, the shadow broker, and it, it, it is 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 one of these characters that. You know she's she she knows what she wants and she's a go getter and that's awesome. Uh, but I think Jack ha- adds more to to kind of like the overall someone who's been abused and 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 then has to find a way to to kind of overcome that and then trust somebody like your Commander Shepard and 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 be part of you know simulate and and be part of a crew and and, and kind of that stuff. She overcomes a lot more, so that's why Jack for me is a lot more interesting. So, yeah, yeah, there's there's never th- been a character this- like Jack ever. 
Um, yeah, I, before she I think that Jack, I think, yeah, I think that Lear to Sony can definitely go just based on the simple fact that if we're being real, there's not going to be two uh, yeah. Mass Effect characters. Again, on top every 10, one so of these is going to feel yeah. like a ripped Band-Aid off the skin because yeah. these are all so great, but we ha- we have to be a little crude at this point. Uh, we're down to 25. Um, Did we not get rid of Joanna Dark? Did we put a bit on that We did. Oh, no, I forgot to take her, her off. My bad. Uh, so we're down to 24 okay. now. Okay. Cool. So um, yeah. So I had I had uh, Liara out. Uh, so it's back to you, I think, right? Okay. So let's. I want to do something a little different here. Um, I again, I don't think that there's a going to be a list where we have two or three characters from Witcher three. So I think we probably have to mm-hmm. pick one mm-hmm. of the three here. But here's the thing: is what Siri. you're saying. What you're saying is. Okay, so you're saying one out of the three. Okay, I thought you were going to yeah. say between Triss and Yen. Okay. No, um, but I think Siri, uh, Triss, and unless you think that two of those characters will make our top ten, um, then we can just eliminate the one from three. But I, I don't, don't know. We pick, why don't we decide on one to eliminate for now, and let's leave two. For, well, maybe, maybe let's see how the conversation goes. Okay, well, what's so what are you mind? thinking? Because, <laughs> because I, I want, I want to let you know, just in case you didn't know, Triss don't miss. You understand me? So yeah, and I'm a and I'm a Yennefer guy. You're, you're one of the so, Yen men. Uh. Yeah, but but Siri is definitely better than both, in my opinion. She's 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 the more interesting kind of is she character though? form. Yeah, I, I think so. I I think that um, I, I think she's just as interesting uh, with her background. Uh, you know, coming from royalty and then kind of slumming it with with um, uh, with Geralt and. and in my version, ultimately becoming a Witcher, uh, and and I just I, the whole story with her, I, I I don't know, man. I really really like her. Um. See, I'm I'm more I'm I'm more on the Triss Yen side of the fence because to me those characters were so ingrained in the Witcher uh, trilogy um, throughout the entire trilogy um, that they felt like they were a part of almost every step of the journey. Uh, for me, so I, I had more of a connection with them. Whereas in Wild Hunt, Siri was like chasing a ghost, which was part of the narrative, and that's not the character's fault. But I just didn't feel like there was enough time with her to feel that connection that I felt with a Triss or a Yen type personally. So, okay. so let me ask you this question: Do you think this is a, <laughs> and this is a, I think a, a better question: Do you think any of these characters make our top ten? Realistically, I think n- no. Because then at that point, I think just erase, just get rid of all three. <laughs> Man, you ripping the whole, you ripping the sutures. Because out, I'm thinking or? no, because I'm thinking I'm thinking we <laughs> could make this argument. Out? Did I say that right? Yeah, uh, we could we could make we could make the argument of which one's the better one for us. But ultimately, for me, I don't think any of them make our top ten. Um, but okay. yeah, yeah, I, I I see what you mean. It is yeah. it is true. I mean, they're, they're great characters, but I think they all have to kind of cancel each other out at this stage of the game. Well, they all kind of do the same, especially Triss and and Yennefer. Depending on how you go about the story, mm-hmm. they all kind of fill that same hole or in that in that in, in your. Well, I mean, there's romantic differences, of course. But yeah, sure, sure. But I mean, like in terms of like how you feel about each of them and, and, and the things that you do, and the ultimately the ending of of that game, depending on who you pick. Because mm-hmm. uh, I ended up with none of them because I was a, well, my first playthrough, I was a dirty <laughs> flit. <laughs> 
but I ended up, you know, in my subsequent playthroughs with Jennifer uh, uh, throughout. Just because I felt like it's just more true. I never played that game as a role-playing game. I played it as, as Geralt and, like, that's kind of, like, with the promise and all that. Anyway, let's not get too in-depth to that. Yeah, yeah. They're all gone here. But, um, yeah, so you're up because okay. I... So you, I went you, for you one knocked out three, three. So I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll knock out one and we'll get it down to 20 and then we'll kind of refresh the listeners on where we're at. Um, all right, man. I'm going to have to kick it back to you because I want to talk about Emily Caldwin. From yeah. Dishonored 2. Do you really, truly, in your weird, corrupt soul, believe... <laughs> That is a top 10 care. I've been letting you skate by. I thought you were going to put out one of your own there, but she's still here. Rent free on this list. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I think she's um, squatting. I, I think a lot like, uh, Cassandra. I think that the only right way to play this honor too is to play through Emily's, uh, kind of Emily. Cause she's, you know, she's mm-hmm. kind of returning the favor and, 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 uh, and rescuing her father. I, I, I think that that game story is interesting, uh, and it has very little to do with Emily Caldwin. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I think I like her character. Uh, I think a lot like um, a lot like these characters like coming from royalty and then just kind of having to to really find uh, find for your own and 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 ultimately, uh, yeah, she, she's she's a really interesting character for me. But I don't think that uh, has a lot to do with her characterization. Just more about like just her just that game itself mm. where I'm not a fan of specifically of Emily. I'm a fan of dishonored too. So yeah, that, okay. uh, that's a good cut. All right. So that brings us down to 20. I'm going to go ahead and refresh the listeners with our current list. We have Ada Wong from resident evil, Aerith from final fantasy seven, Aloy from horizon, Alex Vance from half life, Bayonetta from Bayonetta, Clementine from the walking dead, Cortana from halo, Ellie from the last of us, Jack from mass effect two, Jill Valentine from Resident Evil, Laura Croft from Tomb Raider, Madeline from Celeste, Meryl from Metal Gear, Princess Peach from Mario, Princess Zelda from Zelda, Sadie Adler from Red Dead Redemption 2, Samus Aran from Metroid, Senua from Senua's Sacrifice, The Boss from Metal Gear Solid 3, and Tifa Lockhart from Final Fantasy 7 was already getting difficult when we got to the 25 26 part of of this list it's going to get harder from here but um now that we're kind of we... looking at this is there anything that's standing out did we miss anything yeah what happened to olga oh i took her out before the show um i i kind of changed my mind about her um, thinking thinking back on it i didn't i didn't really think it was a a top 40 character for me okay so i took um her out. Olga yeah, from Metal to... Gear Solid 2, for those of you yeah, who are Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess talk to me about Ada Wong. Ada Wong is such a fascinating character in Resident Evil. And, and yeah. I love that character because she is like... She is essentially the revolver ocelot of Resident Evil. She is like the, the, the triple agent, like spying on this one, working for that one, but secretly working for that one, but also working for yeah. that one. And her intentions are kind of mysterious all the time. Uh, she's always a couple steps ahead of Leon, which is kind of her, her you know, the, the her love interest 
that she teases with her, you know, interest and stuff. I think she's showing up in places like, how'd you get here? Yeah, she's that. She is her man, and she just she just pops up at the right place, the right time to help him and save his life, but then also screw him over. She is such a fascinating character that is so unlike what Capcom is typically able to come up with for their characters. Um, so I really, really love her a lot. Um, I think realistically, this is probably a good time to, to get her off of the list. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk her out respectfully. Um, I'm going to make sure she gets in, in the car. Okay. And pulls off safely. Um, but I think it's time for her to go, but, um, really an anomaly kind of character for resident evil, in my opinion. And I, I, every time she, she pops up, I'm like, Oh, it's, it's Ada. Because Ada's so dope. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think she's going to make it. Good call on that one. Just mm-hmm. like Aloy is a good call. For, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, let me take a all look right. what we got here. Um, all right. I think I will... I want to talk about Bayonetta. I really like Bayonetta. She's so cool. She's so cool. I think a little bit of her character and the games are... It's a little hard to pull off that kind of game in 2022 now. I'm a little... I don't know how well that's going to work. It was a lot of, like, perfectly angled shots of, of her and very, very... You know, and I'm not saying that these women can't embrace their own, like, sexuality or how they look. So I do like her confidence in that way. Um... I just think she has never really come into her own as a character, if that makes sense. She's just kind of the stylish, quippy person. She's like trying to be Dante, but without like the the backstory that makes her actually an interesting person. She's just this cool chick to me. Uh, Yeah, but there's so many male video game characters that we love and like their claim to fame is they're cool dudes. Oh, of course. And I, but I don't think they'd make it to a top 10 either. (laughs) I don't know because I, I, I mean, when you look at like snake or, or, you know, like snake, like, like not solid snake, like he's more interesting, but just like snake or a big boss or something like that, where it's like, there's a lot going on there, but ultimately he's just pretty dope. Look, you know, like things like that where, and that would, he would definitely make my top 10, like top five list. You know, I, I, I I think she's top 10. I do. I do. I think, uh, I I kind of like the fact that she's so confident and the way that she's written. Like, I I think the angle stuff with the camera and the butt shots, all that stuff is, is, is just, disgusting and it's like that's you know that's kind of how they're angling it but i think as a character um i think she's pretty badass man i mean i think the, the sexual things are are i think they embrace them enough in in the game where it's it's not just sexual fodder it's just her like she's literally covered in her own hair like, i don't know there's there's some stuff like especially in the first game where like her her suit would get torn like right on her butt and you'd see like the crack a little bit and then she'd be like ooh <laughs> like looking back it's like <laughs> okay yeah, like stuff like that is what i mean it where it's not necessarily the the character's fault it's more so about the way that the you know the way that platinum has sort of utilized her in that fashion where moments like that one that i just described like that doesn't that doesn't give that character anything to me it actually takes some stuff away from her um from her coolness because she didn't need that scene to be any better of a character and so it just kind of cheapened her a little bit to me uh yeah but at this 
but at the same time, for me, I, I look at what she is and it's like, I, I, I mean, it's like a sensitive subject because it's like, you know, you got characters in games that take off their shirt and it's, I, I, I agree. I think I agree with you because, you know, the sexual, the sexualization of women like that is, is terrible. But I just think that that's kind of like, I don't know. I, I just don't want to speak out of place. I mean, I'm not trying to open a can of worms here. I, all I'm really saying is, is that I think that the, the things that make Bayonetta such a cool character are sometimes to me undermined by some of the ways that they utilize her sexuality. Um, where there's a difference between, I think they have great moments with her where they make her feel confident and, and, and empowered. And I think there's moments where they have shown like just a, a needless crotch shot that added no value to that character and, yeah. kind of, and kind of, you know, didn't do right by her as well as I hoped that they would. So that, that's all I'm really saying. I'm not trying to dig much super deeper than that. Yeah. Personally. I think we could take her out then. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we might go in a little, we might go to overtime here with the show guys. Cause this is a, this is, it's, it's an exciting debate. So uh, bear with us if we go, if we go along with this one, but um, this has been fun so far. Um, but that was my pick. So what, what do you got next? Um, look, I I, lo- I love her, but I, I I when people think about this game, they don't think about her specifically. I Aloy. mean, until recently. Yep, Aloy. No, uh, <laughs> uh, Alex Vance. Um, you know, until yeah. recently with the with the VR game, obviously she's the main uh, protagonist in that awesome game too. Um, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, in the what's that? She's just awesome in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's great. I, I, I really love her as a character. But I, I think, you know, when we're talking about iconic and, and well-written and all that, I think that she's she's a supporting character at best in, in the Half-Life games, uh, the mainline ones. And then, you know, uh, I wouldn't call her necessarily iconic in that way either. So I don't think she hangs in the top 10, though. I, I, I she's, a pers- uh, she's a personal favorite of mine. Just she would She probably wouldn't make my top 10, though, fortunately. Okay. All right, Pablo. I need I need I need your advice on this one between Aerith and Tifa. Yeah, I'll put and say we can't. I don't think two Final Fantasy uh, characters will make it. I think for me, and I don't know because they Aerith, really did a good job well, here with the go. remake. Is it is it is it both of them that should go? No, no. I think because I really want I, th- I want Tifa personally. Okay, so here's the thing. It's funny you mention that because I think Tifa is is my personal favorite uh, mm-hmm. as well. But I think in terms of iconic, Aerith is just... Aerith matters more to Final Fantasy than Tifa does because of her yeah. story arc and what happens with her. I just think Tifa is the dopest, man. She my is issue so is, cool. My problem is, and here's the, the, the thing, is, is that we haven't seen enough about, of Aerith yet uh, in the remake, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the characterization of how they handle that, and we saw a lot of T- Tifa, which they did so much to like kind of redeem her and the whole kind of like uh, uh, crew. So it's 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 one of those things where I th- you probably I don't think either makes it. Yeah, I don't either. I, dream come true would be seeing Tifa in the top ten, but I just don't think it's possible with what's left over right now. Well, let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and, and get rid of Aerith and let's leave Tifa on there just just in case she happens okay. to by default slot in. Okay, so that brings you up next. We're down to sixteen, so let's get down to fifteen with your next pick. Or uh, we don't have to go back and forth at this point. If you want to, you know, I I can propose another one if you need more time. It's up to you. We don't have to follow a 
tit for tat thing anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, <laughs> Madeline from Celeste. Okay. Um, you know, all she's a very important character also uh, to the trans community. Um, a lot of her struggles uh, ended up being with the with the with the DLC that came out. You know, having to kind of come into her own and accept who she really was, and 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 that whole game is about mental health and and the really the 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 attraction of that game and the thing that that I adore about that game is is its storytelling through gameplay. Uh, and it's not really about its characters in terms of like developing them and, and like giving them depth, even though they definitely are deep characters in their own right. But uh, in terms of what really stands out about uh, about Celeste is the gameplay and how that changes through her mo- moods and, 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 and mm. you're kind of experiencing That's her a good moods point, yeah. in, in, in that through how you play the game. And so it's less about her, but more about her feelings as yeah. as as it's interpreted with through gameplay. So yeah, that's why that's why she would she she probably wouldn't hang here. Okay. So as a quick refresh, while we got, we've got fifteen left. We have Aloy, Clementine, Cortana, Ellie, Jack, Jill Valentine, Laura Croft, Meryl, Princess Peach, Princess Zelda, Sadie Adler, Samus, Senua, the boss, and Tifa Lockhart. Um all right. I'm ready to get Meryl out of here i think i think this is a good respectful spot to to drop her off um great character one you know her impact on on the life of solid snake being one really the first person that ever you know made him question who he wanted to be beyond just a soldier on the battlefield is is really impactful um i think my big asterisk for her is kind of what happened with her in mgs4 Everybody's character got ruined in that game, and she married Johnny. a she married a, a a guy with diarrhea juice, spilling all booty juice of the game, babe. Um, and then like, and like they kind of explain <laughs> the reason she's with him is because he has a cute face because he's hot. Yeah, I mean his poop face. The big must reveal be when he takes his 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 his, his uh, head gear off, and it's like, oh, he's cute. Yeah. That's why she's with him. Ruined her. But yeah, she's got to go. I think this is a good time for that. Uh, now we're down to 14. Four more picks left to cut, and then we got to get down to 10 and rank them. So what's your next one? I think we got to, I think it's time we get rid of um, Senua. You saying we're going to sacrifice Senua? Uh, we're going to make a Senua go. sacrifice? My mom, is call, my mom uh, is calling me. I wanted to make that joke like 20 minutes ago, and you ruined it. <laughs> um, all right, that's fine. Yeah. Good spot though. Great character. Really excited to see what happens to her and uh, not happens to her, but with her in the next game. Um, but yeah, I think this is a good, good drop off point for her. Um, um I think I think I think it's safe to say here. Some locks. Let's make yeah. Let's make five locks. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Okay. I feel like the boss isn't going anywhere. Absolutely not. That's so I'm lock. gonna put. I'm gonna go ahead and bold. Well, I'm not going to bold because that's going to be weird to mess with. I'll, I'll put an asterisk next to her. There you go. Um, who else Zelda. is a lock? You think Zelda's a lock? Oh, yeah. You might got to talk to me about that one. Yeah, I'll talk to you about that one. I don't know if it's a mutual lock there. Uh, don't lock it then if you don't think it's yeah, mutual let's, lock. Let's, let's yeah, let's hold. We gotta, I'm we not gotta, saying we it won't be top 10, but let's, let's hold. Yeah, we got to agree on this. Um, okay, you got another one? Um, Samus. 
I think Samus is a lock as well. She just hits all the quadrants. Oh, like, yeah. You know, she's... She's the... She's the written well. She's great. Iconic as yeah. fuck. Yeah, for sure. I think Laura Croft, um, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Laura Croft, for sure. Okay, so that's three locks and so I think far. We've, I think we've pretty much uh, outlined how much we love Jack. I think Jack is a lock. I think Jack is a lock, too. I'm going to throw Ellie in there. I think she's a lock for top ten. I don't think she's a lock for top five. We got to keep that in perspective. I think she's a top ten lock, personally. Yeah, I think she's too. Um, and I think Clementine is as well. Okay. We can keep going. So that's six yeah. locks. So, um, okay. Uh, Zelda. I We got to talk about Peach and Zelda. Well, Peach, could, I think Peach at this point, we can actually get rid of Peach. I think okay. um, the argument I'm going to make here with Zelda doesn't apply to Peach in that way. It really doesn't... Um, work here because I, I know what, one of the things about Zelda is the main takeaways is that she's also kind of seemingly uh, damsel, a damsel in distress like every game she's being captured and whatnot but the thing is is it, it's a little bit more than that with her because it's specifically she's also Sheik and she's also Tetra yeah and and those characters literally are the ones guiding Link across the game like without Specifically, she there's no there's no way uh, Link is That's able to, to accomplish That's anything. True. She's um, she's yeah. I mean, she was already like crucial to that game anyway. Obviously, yeah. I mean, but it, and, and, and let's, and let's talk about the fact that when people who are not into video games when they see Link, they call yeah. Link Zelda. Like yeah. it, it's just, it's it's synonymous with with the franchise. Yeah. Obviously, her name is on the franchise yeah. uh, on on the marquee. But Stop you know, being right though. But not only that, though, like, <laughs> if you play Wind Walker, Tetra is, Waker. is, oh, uh, yeah, Wind Walker, Jesus. When you play Wind Waker, uh, Tetra is, is a very crucial part of that story as well. She ends yeah. up being, uh, she's reincarnated, she's like the, the descendant and reincarnated of Zelda, uh, but she's very much a crucial part of that story as well. And she's, you know, and look, when you look at, 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 at Ocarina of Time, man, she was, like, when, when that reveal came that it was Zelda, Bro, that blew my mm. mind because I had, you know, I was a kid. I had no yeah, idea. Okay. You, it was, it's fantastic. Yeah, I think she's definitely locked for top five, but yeah, okay. we're definitely locked right here. Yeah. All right. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven locks. So we have okay. seven out of ten here. Already locked. Um, Let's make this easier. Let's go ahead and get rid of Aloy. Yeah. Um, just because I, I, looking at the list, I don't think she, See, she hangs here. Um, Man, I we have one more cut to make. We're at 11 right now. We have Clementine, Cortana, Ellie, Jack, Jill, <laughs> Jack and Jill, Laura, Croft, <laughs> Princess Zelda. <laughs> I figured Laura by itself is weird. Sadie Adler, Lara. Samus, The Boss, and Tifa are what's left over. So we have to basically decide between Sadie Adler, Tifa Lockhart, and Jill Valentine and Cortana. Those okay, are the I'll only say this. ones we haven't talked about. Oh, we've talked about Tifa, but... Um, but one gotta go. This is. I think hard. Sadie. I think Sadie Adler is a lock for me, man. <sighs> but that's crazy that we're not gonna have Cortana on here. I think Tifa's gotta go. Yeah, I love Tifa, but I Cortana is so fundamental to halo even though 
Halo 5 took her character places that it didn't belong at all. That character they, is everywhere. It is on your laptops now. She's out but here. But for me, they also... They but she's an AI if you want to get stuff. technical. She's an AI, though. That's true. No, nah, but, you know, she's... I, I think they rectified her character with with guard well, uh, with um Guardians Jesus with uh with Halo Infinite. I, I okay. I, I know you haven't played that story, so but I definitely okay. think that they've done a lot to 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 bring her back into the fold. Uh, Sadie Adler, I can't. There's oh boy. No, her evolution in Red Dead Redemption from Widow to oh, Outlaw man. that was such is, an incredible arc. It uses the death of her husband at the hands of like the O'Driscolls, and then like the it feels that Driscoll. for her the O'Driscolls yeah, for we revenge. Gotta get, we gotta get Tifa out of here. I'm so sorry. Tifa. And you, you need to see her from like a crying mess in the camp to like a gun touting outlaw who pretty much is give every anybody in that crew a yeah. run for their money. I I, I honestly think. I was look, thinking about that. I was like, man, is she like a top five character for me? Like, I was thinking, like, if Red Dead Redemption Three comes out and 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 Sadie Adler is not the main protagonist, I oh. I don't want that game because that is it, it is so perfect. She's great. <sighs> I, I yeah, man, she's awesome. Yeah, we got all right. So we're down to our top ten. We just got to rank them now. We have Clementine, okay. Cortana, Ellie, Jack, Jill Valentine. Oh, hold on, hold on, Jill. What are you still doing here? I thought uh, we didn't talk about Jill because I thought um, that was a lock for you. I, you know, I know you love your. I guess for you it would be between Jill and Tifa now. Bye, Jill. Uh, I, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tifa's back in the game. Uh, okay. I love Jill Valentine, man. Dope, dope character. But Tifa between her and uh, uh, no, Tifa's got to stay. Tifa's got to yeah. stay. I don't care. Tifa, Tifa will li- likely be at at the number ten spot. Because she just eked okay. it. But, yeah. Tifa all right. over Jill all day. All day. Let's, um... I think we should differentiate between top five and top bottom five. five. bottom five. Yeah. Let me split it. All yeah. Right. Who's in... Who's in the Who's in the bottom five, for sure, besides, besides Tifa? Who's moving down? I think... I think just based on the last few minutes of our conversations, I think... Cortana could maybe slip down to the bottom yeah. five. So Cortana. Actually, let me not split this out a little bit. Let me. I think we get Cortana down. Maybe we'll put her at nine for now. See how that looks in, in a minute. Let's move that. Close that gap. Um. Hmm. Jack, maybe. Yeah, Jack. This is where it gets hard for you listeners, I know, because we're doing stuff on Google yeah. Docs, and we'll 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 keep you guys refreshing in just a second here. But we're I we're moving names down to the bottom five here. So far, we're we're moving down Cortana, Jack, Cort. Um, so I think Antifa. How about this? Laura Croft, Zelda, Samus. Uh, what order are you are you top? I'm doing top five. Not an order, but just the 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 ones that should be on the top five. Okay. What do you? What, okay, go ahead. Put out an order. I said Laura Croft. Okay. Zelda, Samus. I'm not. Uh, I don't know if I need Samus in the top five. I think she needs to be top. Personally, I think she has to be top five. I don't think so. I don't think. I, but there's besides Laura Croft and Zelda, I don't think there's a more iconic female. Uh, character in video games. I honestly I don't, know don't about that. I think she's been surpassed. 
personally. And I love Metroid. You know, Metroid's my jam, but yeah, but I mean, I think she's like, bottom five. That that reveal of her being a female. The reason that works is because females in video games just weren't a thing and then everybody thought they were playing as a guy and then that happens and then just kind of the continuation of that of that franchise though it's not the most popular nintendo franchise i I do think that when you look at um when you look at kind of video games in that sense like she paved she paved the way for a lot of other uh people take chances in in, in females in their games I, i don't disagree with any of that i just think Honestly, even looking at the five that's up there now, Clementine, Ellie, Laura Croft, Zelda, the boss, I, I don't think that's crackable for, for Samus, personally. I don't even think she's past Sadie Adler, personally. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's 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 put a pin in that for, for, a, mo- for a moment, but I, I'm not... I don't... I, I'm just glad that she's not at the bottom. I, I'm cool with her being kind of like sixth or seventh, maybe. But I yeah. think the I think the top five is probably going to have stronger characters to me. Do you think Clementine's top five? I think she's probably she'd probably be like fifth. But her arc over the over that whole series, going from the innocent kid learning her way, surviving on her own, and then you know eventually coming into her own, and then passing down what she's learned to the next generation, and that whole arc was just incredible to me. Um, I don't think she has to be in top five personally. I I don't mind moving her down to the bottom bracket, but um, I think she is an insanely crazy good character, especially, you know, being a a child Uh, and just that arc, almost like an Ellie in a sense, just in a different kind of format, but really having to grow up young and not ever be a kid and and, um, everything that came with that, the, obviously the relationship with Lee at the beginning of the game and, what that bond was for her. Um, that stuff was just so well told um, that I think she is, she's top five worthy, but doesn't have to be. Uh, in my, no, I in think, my I, I mean, I like, I like it. I, I think you've convinced me to, for her to be a top five. Okay. Let's um, keep her at five for now. Let's, yeah, let's feel that out later. Okay. So, so I think let's, uh, should we ra- I think this is good. Are we, um, are we comfortable with the bottom five? Let's start there. I think maybe, and the bottom yeah. five would be sixth. I think that's a, sixth is Samus, yeah. seventh is Sadie, eight is Jack, nine is Cortana, ten is Tifa. Maybe Cortana over Jack. Cortana over Jack. I, yeah, I can live with that. I think that's good. Well, uh, I, I'm totally cool with that. Samus, Sadie, is there is there is there a conversation with Cortana? Should be number six over Sadie. Sadie, Sadie didn't miss. I know I Cortana was in more games five. and she's more like instrumental for Chief, but yeah, but I don't think that Sadie really. was almost flawless. I mean, I don't even. I know almost want to put Sadie on top five. She she got a case to make. That's why I was like Samus. I ain't, I ain't too sure about Samus because I I think I think other names here contend with that top five spot. I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't. Why don't we put Sadie over Samus for now? Let's see how that looks in a second. But I let in what's well, so Sadie would be sixth, Samus would be seventh, Cortana eighth, Jack ninth, Tifa tenth. I think that's fine for right now. Yeah, I think that's good. Okay. Um Let's... all right, so top five. I think Clementine at five is 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 right. I'm cool with that. Um Um I know exactly where our problems are gonna be with with this list, but we'll get there. 
I think fifth I through mean, seventh is going to be the is the gray area for me. I think there's a clear number one. Do you? I think it's a character that embodies all the things we've been talking about. Okay. Iconic, uh, you know, characterization uh, through the years has been absolutely incredible. I, I think that she's holds her own against any male uh, character in that genre and beyond. Uh, she's inspired other genres. I think it's Laura Croft. Uh, I think okay. she's she's number one based off based off kind of like the parameters that we've kind of been working off of. I, I just think that in, in that way, you know, there's no uncharted without her. I, I think that, you know, even when she got her, her, her uh, re- remake and, or, you know, the relaunching of her, of her, I think that they, I think they've definitely tried to, you know, soften her, like start her off as soft and kind of harden her. And I think that they've made some mistakes in that, in that story. Like it's a lot of like, there's a lot of stuff in that story that's kind of like hard I mean, to watch because they, they try a little too hard to 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 do that. But I, I think ultimately, when you look at her, the time in which she entered video games as that female character, she started off as a sex like a sexual icon as well. You know, big breast and 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 and. But at the same time, she also was a we took her very serious in her adventures and in, in in that game and that game itself, uh, Tomb Raider is like it changed the genre the third person shooter genre as well and so it kind of not only is did that game change the genre but her character stayed true uh and and, and never kind of faltered in that way she was always iconic um and then you know hmm. I, I i think that for me when we look at everything i think that she's kind of like the perfect number one for us and i don't know if i don't know if you like maybe. i don't know man i i think she's in top two for sure but I don't know about number one. I think that I think Tomb Raider had a lot of rough years. A but it was lot never, of rough years where that. But it was never like because what it was never because it was her. Like it was just bad games. Yeah, but I I think the 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 series needed to be rebooted for a reason, and yeah. it, it was obviously because of the sexualization stuff, and it was just a little too old hat. But I I don't think that that character really ever had as much going for her as. Um, people gave her credit for over those years. I'm not saying she was overrated. She's she belongs in the top two, like I said. Maybe maybe she will be number one. I don't know, but I think that there were a lot of down years for that character. Um, not again, not quality of the games. That that's not that's not the character's fault per se. But there was a time when Laura Croft just kind of wasn't much anything other than just the iconic character with the big boobs, and and that I think that was kind of rough. And and even when the re- reboot came back and and reinvented her, there were still challenges with with bringing that character up to speed. They redesigned that that woman's face like five times, <laughs> like yeah. in the trilogy alone. Was and and that's nuts to me. So it 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 just feels like the the Laura Croft character has sort of become a bit too in the ether at times, where it's it's just not locked in as anything. And I wish that there was a little bit more stability with that character. It feels like it's taken on too many shapes and forms over the years for me. Um, see, I think that's a positive. A, I think it's a positive in a way because the character has clearly stood the test of time and has survived yeah. through all that, right? And also has shown like the the growth within the industry in that how she started, you know, and where she is now. Uh, you know, there's people out there who, who younger generations who have played only the the the, the reboot and 
you know, in their mind, she's just an adventurer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's not necessarily this this sex symbol in video games, like you know, so many people, uh, you know, want her to be. You know, yeah. with the the bullshit. Oh, the nude code and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I think she <laughs> I was definitely that. like a a, a um, she's definitely a product of her time, but throughout all time. So it's like at the beginning, you know, early two thousands, late uh, late uh, late. Uh, 90s and then her growth throughout where like the gen- the, the, the industries change and it's still changing and so they treated stop treating her less like a sex symbol and more like an actual character and I think the, the, the years in which we saw the lulls is because we were they were in that in between state of like okay now we have to start kind of creating actual characters and and just this the sex icon or symbol can't just be that she has to be more than that and, I, and that's why i think because it's kind of like a a, a mm. she serves almost as a timeline in, in in female characters in video games where we've seen uh what they were and what they are now um i guess your argument is that she's not in the current form it's still not perfect so yeah i i'm gonna go ahead and just kind of tip my hand here as far as what my personal number one is, I think it's the boss. Yeah. The boss to me is is the number one. Um, I don't think we will ever see a character like that again in 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 gaming ever. Um, nothing has ever come close to that. There's no, there was never a character like her, and there never will be. There was so much depth to that character in Metal Gear Solid Three from the way that she was passing down things, the the thankless position that she was in of being the villain, um, really giving not only those characters, but the world and, 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 uh, you know, such an amazing philosophy about life and about the times and all these things, war and such. Um, she left such an imprint on that series that the series is really about the boss, um, even past her place in the game alive. Um, everything that that series became with with what Big Boss turned into and what happened with, um, you know, obviously Solid Snake, Liquid Snake, it was all Ocelot. It was all really around the boss's vision. And none of that would have worked if the boss wasn't as as impactful and memorable as she needed to be. Um, every moment that she is on screen in that game is magic. It's it is captivating Every word is meticulous and, and deliberate. There's no wasted anything with that character on screen. And that kind of delivery uh, from voice acting to, to the character model, to the expressions, to the look of sadness as she's not, you know, throwing Snake over the bridge and, and you know, all the internal conflict she was probably facing as well. That stuff, and I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here because you love the boss too. But I think that stuff, just even in that one game, to me, can can really never be replicated again. Yeah, it's a game that um, when you start looking kind of like at the antagonists of the game, they're like, it's they're overwritten and cartoonish at times, but she's not. She's like this constant, right. you know... Uh, she's a motherly figure, and, and she's almost takes that role even with, with you know... With with the the bad guys in the game with yeah. Vulcan Cobra and, 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 all and that. even the end yeah Cobra and all that so it's like so it, she definitely is a presence everywhere she's at and she's well respected in, in the game like you know every everywhere she goes it's like she gets the utmost respect and then just the characterization the acting everything behind it it really just isn't 
you know, people saying that. Nobody just wrote that into the script, and that's what people were saying. You felt that. she Just her standing there and kind of mm-hmm. just, like you said, video games at that time weren't like these incredible things with facial animations, but yet they still manage a way to kind of tell you a story just by looking at her face. And yeah, I, I, how do you, man, listen, I, how do you feel about moving I her up to number two? We keep Laura at one. We put boss. No, at I, two. I, I, I'm, I'm going with Laura in, in the way, just kind of like hitting all the quadrants, but like, th- I think the boss is probably, in our heart of hearts, like our number one, and I think you know it is our list, and it's less about she's iconic because she turned, you know, she changed the way people look at women in games. As to like, this is like a really great female character, like the best female. Yeah, character and what in, I would say is, is I love the fact that Laura Croft has translated, you know, into film, and in, you know, obviously, you know, just the, the franchise has been able to branch out beyond just games. I think the boss is such a, an incredible character that. It, and it's almost to, to the character's credit, she can't translate anywhere else because it was done yeah. so flawlessly in this game, it would never work anywhere else in any other format out there, TV, film, or otherwise. Um, I think it was just a perfect character, personally. So, what do you think about this list? The boss? I'm doing this in real time, so what do you got? Boss um, number one? Lo- yeah, boss number one. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Lara Croft. Yep. Just as is. Zelda Ellie Clementine. Any last... I mean, do you want to make any pitch for Sadie Adler to go up a spot? Or as I know that... No, I, I I mean, I think we said what we said about her. And I think that she's... I don't... Based on everything we've talked about, I don't think she goes over Clementine... Uh, and I definitely don't think she'll go over Ellie or no, I think that's perfect. Um, do you want to make a case for Ellie being higher? No, no, <laughs> I think she's a, a Ellie is, it was just out, out of this world different than what you would expect from a, a, a kid in, in a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, the attitude, the, um, you know, somewhat wise beyond her years, but still could be funny and, um, captivating and, and, to really reawaken a fatherly side of Joel that he buried along with his daughter years before. And to bring that out of him, you have to be a special kind of person to do that uh, in the narrative of that game. So for all, I mean, I think people have had problems with her character in the last of us part two, getting too serious, too vengeful, but I think it was all sort of, I think that part of the package. Yeah. I think that works. I mean, she yeah. she grew up with like one like mean son of a bitch, and you know, grew up in a world where it's like relentless. And the one thing that she would thought was a constant, and also the one thing yeah. that she took for granted uh, there towards the end, and to uh, she just completely just went blind with rage mm-hmm. uh, till it was too late, you know. And even Tommy, you know, even when she was talking herself out of it, Tommy was like, "Nope, <laughs> yeah." You you doing this? Crazy yeah. man. Yeah. She's any great. last, any speak now forever hold your peace moment here, or is everything? Oh, man, I like this. Everything checks out. I love this list. Okay, I feel like we got we got a good list here. So without further ado, the top ten best female characters of all time according to the Cooldown Time podcast are as follows: at number ten from Final Fantasy VII, 
Tifa Lockhart. At number nine, from Mass Effect 2 and 3, we have Jack. At number eight, from the Halo series, we have Cortana. At number seven, from the Metroid series, we have Samus Aran. At number six, from Red Dead Redemption 2, we have Sadie Adler. At number five, from The Walking Dead, a Telltale Games series, we have Clementine. At number four, from The Last of Us, we have Ellie. At number three, from The Legend of Zelda, we have Princess Zelda. At number two, we have Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. And the number one greatest female character of all time is the boss from Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Pablo, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I'm going to need oh, yeah. a nap from this, but uh, <laughs> that was yeah. a, actually a good time. We might try this again with, with uh, male characters, but that would be like insane because unfortunately there hasn't been as many good female characters as there have been men because we might people have just don't to make do enough like, female characters. What was that? Yeah. We might, we might do something like antagonists and Maybe we have to, Yeah, we yeah. might have to split it up a little bit on that one. But we'll, yeah. we'll, we might do something like this again soon. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. Shout out to all the great uh, female characters of all time uh, that we talked about besides just the top ten. Uh, and if we missed any, oh well. Um, it, it is what it is. But uh, we tried to cover as many bases as we could. Uh, but that is going to do it for this episode of the Cool Down Time podcast. Thanks for sticking around a little longer than our usual end time but we hope it was worth it for you uh until next time be sure to give our podcast a sub if you enjoyed this and don't forget to follow us on instagram at cooldown time podcast and twitter at cooldown time pod so that will always be in your fov thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week Make me feel good